Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and joining me is Hannah Garcia, an associate of the firm. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Hello, everybody. Well, this is episode 229 and our last episode of 2023. It's been a year. It has been a year. And I mean, you've, uh, I mean, you came up, you're about what, a year, you've been here about a year and three months now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's flown. I don't know time's gone. I know. And as we get to that too, this is our review episode of the year, and um, I know Hannah had some just points and thoughts and extrapolations we want she wanted to to share. I'm gonna be chiming as well, but I think Hannah will like turn it over to you. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah. So um, I guess to to recap the year, we wanted to give out some I guess like superlatives, um, some fun little little awards, and I think we'll we'll start it off with um, the rookies of the year. Uh, it was very, very difficult to choose one I think, council member or elected official in the city of Austin that, you know, was, that stood out by themselves because they all did so much. So I think, we you know, we wanted very to... Act, very active year. Yeah, I think we wanted to recognize council members Ryan Alter, Zoe Caudry, and Jose Velasquez as kind of the rookies of the year. We saw a lot of action from the dais, and especially from, you know, our first time council members. You know, we saw Ryan Alter very active in the affordable housing um, initiative with his um, resolution to conduct a study for student housing, you know, not only in the West Campus area, but for St. Ed's and um, ACC. You know, a lot of ACC students live throughout the city as well. And so we saw a lot of action there. Also, council member Zoe Caudry, uh, he uh, passed the resolution to eliminate parking requirements in the city of Austin, among a lot of other things, including um, one of the things that stands out to me, something we often forget about, is that apartments having windows uh, is a luxury. Oh, yes. And so, that little thing. Yeah. Little vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't realize it's a luxury, but it really is. And so um, he also passed a resolution to um, no longer allow apartments with no windows. And then as well as Jose Velasquez, he did a lot of great things, including... Um, one of his recent initiatives was um, financial assistance for those who want to utilize the recently passed Home Act, which was also something from Councilmember Leslie Poole. Um, and so, if uh, you know you can't you need financial assistance or some assistance from the city um, to build that that second or third unit, you can also do that thanks to a resolution from Councilmember Velasquez. So we just wanted to give them all a shout out because you know it's your first year on the dais and and passing that many pretty hefty resolutions, I would say. Kind of a big deal. No, definitely so. And um, you know, just looking back at prior years, right? Normally, you don't have just freshman council members, right? First-time council members necessarily doing the kind of substantive legislation, ordinances, resolutions that they put forth, yeah. both individually and as blocks. Yeah. And so, I think definitely that's going to be a continuation on the land use front. We're going to see going twenty twenty four through the through or through the full the full into twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, and with the, you know, the, we had three new council members this year, and, and so I well, think... Well, three, we had, well, three, well, the mayor's, he's new. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the mayor, mayor Watson's, he's, 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 he's and that's, there's an asterisk, yeah. and a, you know, respectful asterisk, right, because he's returning the dais, though a different council structure. Yes, And yes. a very different, you know, in a bigger city. We'll get so, to that. In a way, he is kind of a rookie, but, you know, he's a more, more seasoned political veteran, I'd like to say. Um, and then I also think, you know, we want to give a, a shout out to our biggest surprise of the year, which was the Home Act coming from Councilmember Leslie Poole. Uh, previously, we've seen her stand more with the um, um, groups that oppose density and oppose more development in the city. So to see 
her come out with this huge um, land development code or overhaul to a very specific part of the land development code um, that increases density in single family home lots uh, was was a big surprise I think for a lot of people. Hannah, I, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the last several episodes, right? Big surprise on all sides yeah. of this issue around neighborhood uh, density or, or for or against on this. I think again, this has been a year ago, and you could we go back in time and lay out the legislation to any you know, sides for or against it and say who do you think this came from. They would, she would not have been the no, list no. As, 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 the, as the author of it. And, you know, and, and kudos to her office as well. Uh, we worked on several, several issues, not on this one, but major lift on some substantive policy that's going to have far-reaching impacts for Austin. And another, ish, another piece of policy that we'll see the ripples of this very soon. I know applications for related to the Home Act are going to start being turned in or op opening up rather in February of 24. And so very soon in the next in Q1 of 24, we'll start seeing just the practicality of this. And then, I'm, you know, I have no doubt some sort of legal challenge to it, just given the prior history around major comprehensive land, co land development code reform in the city of Austin. Yeah, yeah, another big year ahead of us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then the best quote slash catchphrase of the year goes to interim city manager, Jesus Garza, um, he, his uh, quote, back to the basics. Um, back to the basics. You know, when he was doing the budget, he said, we're going back to the basics. And I know we've stolen that catchphrase and, and quote a few times. Um, you know, we're always like, we're in the back to the basics era. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, I've definitely stolen that a few times. So we just wanted to give him a shout out to that just because um, not only is it a great kind of little um, quote to live by. Mm -hmm. um, I'd add too, I mean, I, yeah, I, I had this in my notes and your show notes, but also this the bias towards action era. I think we've yes. used both. Yes. But the bias towards action era, we, we've seen that bigly, hugely this year. Uh, you know, interim, city, interim city manager Garza came in in March. Yeah. Or no, Feb, sorry, February. Yeah, late February, February, yeah. February of 23. And bias towards action from day one. Yeah, and I sure. liked it because it felt like a Taylor Swift reference because <laughs> she refers to all of her albums as eras. And he the era. said, yeah, yeah, he was in his back to his bias towards action era. <laughs> yes. I can't believe yes. I never told you that. That's like what I always no. think. He, he cracked the zygote. He's in the zygote. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. And then um, our best comeback of the year was, of course, Mayor Watson and the rest of the former uh, city executive staff that came back from the 90s. They had originally, you know, had their, their first run, I would mm -hmm. say, back in the, the, the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And that includes, you know, Mayor Watson, um, interim city, interim assistance, interim city manager, Jesus Garza, um, our current Austin energy manager. Mm -hmm. And airport um, director, airport director, uh, and several assistant city managers yeah. as well yeah. for transportation, public safety. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and this was uh, I think some you know some folks have quoted quoted it as being the 90, 90s vacation of Austin. Yes, and um, you know I think but it gets across the board. I mean this has been a unique time I think in the city of Austin's history where I mean I mean we forget you know I just think about this the other week right just how much change happened 
coming into 2023 yeah. beyond, I mean, just on the city, on the, on the government level, right? So beyond the things we knew were going to happen with the council changing, Mayor Adler, our first, the first mayor under the 10-1 system, um, you know, he termed out after eight years, having a new mayor coming in, regardless of who it would have been, um, which, which a very, with a very tight election too, with those what went runoff mm -hmm. and several new seats, uh, coming in, new faces rather, um, an overall council that shifted significantly younger. Yes. I'm still, you know, folks who are in the thirties, but just went probably what, 10, 15 year drop in yeah. age. Yeah. Right. Um, significant change. And then on the city executive side, the departure of now, now departed city management to crunk as well as the departure of some of the departments we talked about, the Austin Energy, the airport, the police chief, and several other SNC managers who were, who, had, who were under Crunk's administration were, were departed as well. Not to mention levels of leadership below that. And Hannah, as you developed uh, over the last several months, the red line org chart showing this, some of the reorganizations too that NRMC Manager Garza has implemented and made permanent yeah, too. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of stuff's happened, and a lot of those actions are going to carry over for most definitely into 24, almost in 2025, especially the CM manager, because we have the search going on now for a permanent CM manager. Yeah, yeah. They've chosen um, Mosaic Public Affairs Search Firm to conduct that search. And so um, we'll see how that goes, but we should. They're, they've said that we'll have a, a new city manager chosen by September. 20, September? Yeah. I mean, I think the person could be chosen and. Most likely, they're selected by then. You know, most, but for sure, they'd start by January twenty-five, which is interesting. Then too, I mean, that's so that's a year away, right? But when that person starts, whoever that person person's is, it's going to be again a kind of the same situation we came into this year in terms of a council leadership change. Well, it won't be as significant, but we're going to have two open seats going into the twenty-twenty-four cycle: District Seven, Leslie Poole seat, mm -hmm. and District Ten, Allison Alter seat. And so it's it won't be as as big of a shift, most likely. I mean, I know Mayor Watson's up for re-election. We have two, uh, two three other council members that are for re-election: Council Member Mackenzie Kelly, Council Member Vanessa Fuentes, and Council Member Chito Vela. Right? I uh, those we'll see how those races play out. Right? Presumably, though, the council we we shouldn't expect as major of a shift as we did going into this cycle. Well, now we have a new city manager, and that person, wherever they come from. Um, the city structure is going to have their own ideas, presumably, of how they want to operate the city and how that's going to uh, jive, integrate with how the current council wants to operate um, and with, with the current, I mean, that, the current city executive structure that uh, Interim City Manager Garza has implemented. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. A lot of, so just in terms of all the interim, a lot of, a lot of interim, interim roles that Garza inherited have been made permanent, right? But... It's just, it's, you know, there's a private sector, it's a new CEO coming in, and the city manager of Austin is the CEO of the city. It's, it's you know, it's speculation at this point, but it's, bless you, we have a lot of theater, theater going on right now. But, right, it's something that, it's, it's far away, but it's not, because time is, is flies. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So. so more to come on that. Yeah, yeah, big year ahead of us again. And we wanted to shout out some of our favorite city halls news resources this year. Um, and so... Those are Austin Monitor. The Austin Monitor does a lot of great port reporting on City Hall and just kind of all of the news happening. And they break down um, a lot of the um, you know technical policy changes that are happening really well. Yeah, the Austin Monitor. I, I'll give them a plug. I, I'm not on the board anymore. But I used to be on their. I was on their 
one of their board members. Um, it is one of the, it is actually the first news article, news source, the first thing I get up I read, when I get up in the morning and read. I, I highly, highly suggest that for folks who are, I recommend that for folks who are interested in city of Austin politics. I think it's the one, you know, it is the only dedicated news source that that's free as well, that you can find uh, focused coverage on city hall, uh, comings and goings, both major issues as well as things that may not be as, uh, you know, as sexy as the Zilker vision plan, but are important to the city. So, you know, Joel and the whole team, uh, y'all do great work, all your writers, staff, and um, and the board, y'all just thank y'all for keeping it free. And again, that's a source we definitely recommend for folks who are looking to stay informed of what's going on at City Hall. Yeah, and then another one is Ben Thompson of Community Impact. I follow his Twitter and he live tweets um, the City Hall or City Council at City Hall. And so he has a lot of good um, insight of what's happening as it's happening. So I definitely recommend him as well as his um, articles on mm. Community Impact. He also broke, he broke the story, or he was in the hearing room when the, regarding the most recent LDC, London Development Code, uh, resolutions that get overturned. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So he reported that he broke that news first. Yeah. As yeah. I recall. So. So shout out to Ben. Yeah. Great stuff from him. And then um, Austin Commons on Instagram. They do a lot of reporting on City Hall, as well as just really good information. Like I didn't know that you had to leave like um, all of your little like uh, or that you could leave like sticks and brush out for the trash men to take. And like how you had to do that until they posted a video about like how exactly you're supposed to leave out all of your um, recycling and your trash. And so now I know how to leave it out so it gets taken. So that was that was a really great resource for me. Um, and so a really big shout out to them just because they, they cover a lot of bases for people living in the city of Austin and um, um, do a lot of great, really unbiased um, reporting of, of news. Very good. And then to, to final... Our final um, segment is the, the biggest news of the year. Um, so we wanted to, to highlight some of the biggest news stories of the year. And most of them are, are centered in the first, like, two months of the year. Oh, man. Yeah, just looking at these bullets. I mean, and some of these are things we already talked about. But yeah. yeah. And it's interesting how some of, the, some of these, they're all dominoes to a degree, right? But mm -hmm. let's get to it. Yeah. So immediately after inauguration, I think not even, like, not even, like, 30 days probably after inauguration, the ice storm in February, the yeah. one that took out most of our power lines and left, I know it left me at it without power for like a good week. So um, that was, that was rough. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of Austinites are both traumatized by and now are I mean, uber prepared. Yeah. For I mean, this coming out of uh, winter storm year, which is the year before that. I mean, I think uh, definitely. And I think going forward for anyone who lit, who uh, was in Austin, I mean, it affected all Texas, but in Austin, and got through where survived more storm Uri. I mean, that I have PTSD time I see, you know, any we're good that time of year, right? Mm -hmm. And make sure definitely my, my water and everything else secured now. Yeah, yeah. My grandma gets a case of water every time she goes to Costco mm -hmm. now. That so we, we have a lot of water at her. She kinda looks like a doomsday prepper sometimes, but you know, we, we appreciate it. A little healthy health paranoia is not or prudent yeah. paranoia is not not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then immediately following the ice storm City manager Spencer Cronk was fired by council, mm -hmm. um, and immediately he was re replaced by interim city manager Sue Scarza. And real we'll, we'll color on that, right? So just going in December, then city manager Cronk had been given a raise uh, by count the then council uh, under Mayor Adler, 
Um, and kind of color on this too. It wasn't just the, I mean, it was, it was a confluence of events. The storm was part of it, but it was also just the same time leading into this and even proceeding in, in 22, there were negotiations underway between the city of Austin and Austin, the Austin police union. Yes. And I think that was the underlying cause was that because what happened the day before a council meeting, they were going to talk about the, the contract. Yeah. I, I believe he presented a, a contract that council had not um, necessarily approved um, or given their blessing towards to the Austin police association. And so um, council felt like he had failed to communicate with them. Which is the city manager's right. Again, that person in that role is the CEO of the city. They don't, the council operates as their board, but it's the, it's the nuance of it. I think there, there are several factors. That I think that was the biggest contributing factor. And then the storm and tying into some of our other changes that happened because of that. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we got a, a new city manager out of that. And um, a new city manager search was kicked off immediately after that. Um, so now um, we still have interim city manager, Jesus Garza. And then, you know, shortly after this, more big news. I think we made national news from this as well. Um, the DPS partnership with APD. APD has been suffering some from some historic staff shortages. Um, and so they're, they're having issues, you know, answering 911 calls um, along with a multitude of other things. And so this was kind of mm -hmm. meant to, to bolster staffing. Yeah, which also tied into, I think, kind of, it all, when I'm talking about dominoes or cascading, just with the police union contract, right? We're seeing, you know, you, you believe you, from the union side, just either both pay and I think issues that actually had probably rippled from the 2020 and 2021 kind of events as well. And so those, you know, that occurred and Tying it back in, I know because you were talking about Austin, Austin Energy's retirement as well. So going, yes. yeah. Yeah, and then shortly after that, uh, Jackie Sargent, the um, former GM of Austin Energy, retired um, and was uh, replaced by, do you remember his name? I can't remember his name exactly. Not off the top of my head, we'll put that in the show notes. Yes, yes. Um, he's been replaced by another, he was formerly with Austin Energy, so he, mm -hmm. he also came back from, um, uh, the, as, with the 90s squad, as they say. And then, um, you know, we had a little bit of a lull, I think, for, for a second. You know, retirement stopped for a bit. And then... Bob Kahn. Bob Kahn. Bob Kahn. Okay. okay, I wanted to say he was, his name was Robert, but I know that's somebody else. Well, Robert, Bob, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, you know, it's kind of the same thing. But um, And then, you know, big news again. The Austin Police Chief, Joseph Chacon, retired as well and has been... Um, replaced or not replaced but um robin, interim yeah yeah robin henderson uh has stepped in to be the interim chief of police um, and has done a great job um with a lot of unfortunate events happening in the central texas area recently and then shifting gears to um some other things that are, are not retirements uh, parking minimums were eliminated with a resolution sponsored by council member zoe Caudry. Um, this was, I believe, finalized um, in late October, and so now you no longer have to build a certain amount of parking with a building, which is a pretty big deal. Um, do, you remember, we, do you remember what it was before, like before the resolution? Like, I know it was some, cause that was, I mean, for developers, for, you know, including park, parking spots were very expensive. Yeah, I, and I believe it was like per unit, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you build like a single family home, you need like two parking spots and so forth. And so you know, if you're building a 300 or 100 unit 
um, apartment building, that adds up to about like what, like five stories of parking at some point. Yeah. Um, and so as we're trying to shift to a city that's less reliant on cars and is more, um, you know, able to utilize the transit along corridors, um, this, this is hopefully, you know, going to help developers increase density and also, um, you know, save a buck as they're building and mm -hmm. pass it on to the renters. And then finally, you know, the the last, I think, big news story that, that had a lot of eyes on it was the home resolution that was passed by council. Uh, I believe it was a 10-2 vote. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so that has been, it's been passed by council with, uh, after it was sponsored by Councilmember Leslie Poole. And, you know, we saw a lot of support from across the dais um, talking about how this could be, you know, a step towards that, that gentle density um, that we want to allow the city to have. Um, and so we'll start seeing the the home resolution kind of, um, or home ordinance now, I guess, um, really come into fruition after February. I'm assuming, you know, it'll take about a year for us to finally start seeing those um, additional units in the back. Um, and so hopefully in 2025, we'll be talking about how, you know, maybe I'm living in a, a, a unit that is um, from, from the Home Act. So we shall see, we shall see. I also want to give a special mention to the Zilker Vision Plan. Yes. Because that that just got... I, I totally that, forgot about when that. Did that. When did that start? I mean, it, it was it, it carried... It started at the beginning of the year. I mean, it had been brewing October, the discussion of the plan of October of 22. Yeah, I remember in October 2022, I went to a Parks and Rec board meeting. I had just started working with the firm. So I was, I was like, I, I was... I knew about, like, the city of Austin's, like, um news but I, I'd kind of been in the periphery for a second and yeah. um, I just remember seeing people immediately just have really really passionate views on it um, and, and so I was like oh this is gonna be and I remember telling you I was like this is gonna be a thing <laughs> yeah that I remember seeing uh, I mean anything was Zilker Park for those who aren't from Austin Zilker Park Zilker Metropolitan Park is the city's main public park and so it's 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 it was built for the whole city, you know, some people don't see it that way. I'm assuming, um, and this plan is, and it gets heavy use. So it's also the site of Austin City Limits Fest, as well as Trail of Lights, which disclosure I'm on. I serve on the Trail of Lights Foundation board, um, but it's um, it gets significant use throughout the year, um, and as, as Austin grows, like gonna get more use. And the plan, and I haven't looked at it in several several months, was just no, was to review and look to the kind of park that Austin needs to accommodate its population growth, amongst other things. Yeah. Now, that was it, but woo-wee, did it, man, again, that, the, the meme the meme accounts on Instagram about that? Yes. On both sides of it. Yeah, and I was... The documentary that was made about it, right? Oh, my God. There's so many documentaries made about Austin politics now. Mm -hmm. Alleged filmmakers. Um, but we should get in on the, the documentary making. I mean, everybody on the BG Media, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how this year goes. We might allocate some funding for that. So there's some <laughs> some uh, unbiased reporting we could, un unbiased uh, filmmaking we could do. But that was, that was um, I would say that was really, I think, fun to watch because I forgot how much people in the city of Austin care about, like, certain things. And it made me just, like... Well, it's not people. With any issue, right? It's, like, this, it's, it's certain groups for any kind of yeah. thing. And this one... It was interesting to me to see just you have the, the, the front line, the people who are driving it right. But again, what really counts, I think, is it's the folks who are middle or low information and just 
on any issue, right? I mean, this is how you know, that well, you know, you ha they they have might have their opinions on it, right? And they need the facts. You give them the facts. Yeah. And it was on. it was just so interesting to watch everyone's testimony, and, like why they cared, because um, you know obviously there was certain reasons. There was you know very specific. I think a group of a few reasons that a lot of people opposed it, and um. It was really interesting to kind of um, hear why everyone cared so much about, like, you know, why that specific thing made them so angry or why mm -hmm. they were so opposed to something. Um, and so I think it's always interesting watching, you know, the hours of testimony. Um, For us, it is. Yes. And we weren't involved in this issue at all. It was just, well, because we watch counsel all the time, it doesn't hurt when issues like this arise that normally most things, you know, nine times out of ten to go before counsel, no one's there for. Yeah. I mean, again, that's, it's the, they're public meetings, but. People don't show up for one reason or another, and it was it was interesting to see like the level it was to see the level of civic engagement around that. It's encouraging and you know, wherever the issue is, yes. and we saw that with the Home Act as well. Yes, and um, I'm sure, just given the amount of the volume of of uh, resolutions that were they were developed this last this last uh, year, I doubt this council is going to let up on that. And what I'm really I'm really curious to see what surprises are. Are brewing on land, land development code policy going to twenty four and definitely up and through election year, election yeah. that election day. Yeah, and I'm I think you know we'll see a lot of, of big stuff this year, and I'm I'm interested to see how the legislature will respond to it. Oh yes, because um, we've got that. Um, just about I know it's a, just year a year away, it's a year. but it's, it's coming. You know, well, we'll have you know we'll start having pre-filing of bills in October. Yeah, of twenty four. So that's. I mean, and a lot of those are going to start getting developed either now or in the summer. So it's yeah. not that far away. It is, but it's not. And then the budget happens in, like, really starts happening in, like, April. Of the city of Austin budget? Uh, no. Well, that one, too. But also the state of Texas budget starts the... Development. The development. So um, it's coming. It's it's coming very fast. But, yeah, that was, that was our recap of the year. It was a, a big 2023 that we tried to kind of summarize in in 25 minutes mm -hmm. but yeah more to come in the new year and we look forward to uh, providing that to y'all and thank you for listening to the bg podcast and thanks for those who are followers of the bg reads that's our daily email blast it goes out typically around 6 30 in the morning um providing it's handcrafted by us on the team by me particularly <laughs> we we go through and curate stories of note both from city of austin state stories as well as national and world news giving you at least the first few paragraphs with links to all the links to the original sources as well as providing you updates on the bg podcast and the bg reads and council meetings and agendas as they happen so we wish we want to wish you a happy new year and safe travels or safe eventing that night and we look forward to seeing you in 2024 and beyond yeah happy new year everybody